No, he, he could just... have just said, is he tall? Is he a boy? <laughs> Must be tall boy. <laughs> That's the guy we're looking for. Excellent detecting. Hello and welcome to our Riverdale podcast brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 22-year-old actor and filmmaker from Alberta, Canada. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the 100 script on Twitter, and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. The method I would use to clean up a body would be to immediately give myself up to the police. Are you sure you're a Slytherin? I'm sure I don't want to hide a body and live my life in paranoia. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> a good Slytherin would know how to hide a body. Uh, don't slither and shame me, please. <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 28-year-old writer and TV critic from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass milfs and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And the method I would use to clean up a body would be the one that I thought was most brilliant on CSI, which is to put in an oil drum and burn it. Then, okay. But you gotta make sure that the teeth and the bones are burned, too, because they don't burn as easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then you, then you leave a little bit of a trace. You gotta leave no trace. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk on murder. <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Sam Coley. I'm a 25-year-old communication specialist in pre-apocalyptic Washington, D.C. I like ships in their 40s and making playlists. I am a senior writer at Telltale TV, where I'm currently reviewing Supergirl and Blackish. And when The 100 comes back, I'll be reviewing it as well. Uh, I'm on Twitter at at Sam Casey's where you can find me yelling about TV, food, and feminism. The way that I would clean up a dead body is similar to Britney's, but I would use acid instead of fire because that would get rid of the teeth. And I would probably Breaking Bad. And then I would also get a new rug because oh, you there's no covering up that blood for real. Yeah, you're (laughs) right. Yeah, you really got to think about resale value. Yeah, and you know I would not get away with it. FBI, please don't arrest me. I'm talking about television. Okay, (laughs) you know what my number one problem with the new FBI watching me behind the computer thing is? Mm. It wouldn't be the FBI, it would be the NSA. Oh, man. Drives me nuts. Everyone's like, the FBI, I'm like, the FBI doesn't care about what you're doing. The NSA cares about what you're doing. The FBI might care about what you're doing. Tell us, say it again, Brittany. Shut up. (laughs) Why don't you say it to the person watching behind the computer They know, they know that I know. (laughs) They know I respect them. I saw something earlier that was like, my favorite thing about this new meme is that it implies that there's an FBI agent for everyone out there. Yeah. yeah. For everyone who has a computer. And it's like, in reality, it's just like a computer program that looks for buzzwords. FBI soulmate at you. Stop! (laughs) (laughs) It's not the FBI! NSA soulmate at you. Thank you! Now the NSA is going to be like, oh no, they found us out and they've told 150 people who listen to their podcast. I mean, in Canada, it would be CSIS. Oh, oh my oh, gosh. Oh she's, my boy. She's an expert. She thinks that your memes should be accurate. You mean, you mean Canada has, like, secret agencies? Yeah, we're, I don't know if you know this, but we're a developed country. Cause Probably because we keep them secret. Or they're not very good. Or they are so good that <laughs> they don't open their big old mouths and go on Fox News. Arthur, Arthur Adams, can you confirm? Gosh, if he's the measure of Americans secret agencies then we're we're screwed no don't be silly Mulder and scully are the measure of american <laughs> secret agencies they never saw the case but in it's a good and endearing better. way yeah but in an endearing way because they find yeah, love along the way oh that's beautiful and that's all i want for them fbi soulmate at you yeah here you go i forgot we were talking about riverdale <laughs> yep let's talk about riverdale i tried to bring it back there 
You did, but it didn't work. That's okay. Okay. Today, we have words to say about episode 212 of Riverdale, The Wicked and the Divine. Which is a contemporary fantasy comic book series. That is supposed to be very good. So cool. And it is relevant to this episode as well, because The Wicked and the Divine. Ooh. Ooh. So the first thing we're going to talk about is this super quick stuff with the Coopers, a.k.a. basically... I'm, I feel like I have the most thoughts on this storyline, even though the least amount of stuff happened. Literally, yeah, though. same. Um, so the first one is we have Betty doing the cams. Yikes. I was uncomfortable, but I'm uncomfortable in most situations. <laughs> well, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. I mean, I was uncomfortable. I was I uncomfortable, uncomfortable as a grown-ass adult watching them portray a teenager doing sex cam work, but I don't know. Also, no, you, you can't meet random man on, on the computer. It's just not going to happen. Like, Betty, don't. Don't even give him a maybe. Betty, just turn off your computer and throw it out the window. Her door is locked, and so Alice is like, um, sup? And Betty puts on a robe, and it's just like, oh, I was talking to Jughead on the phone. So. Wait, is Betty talking to the FBI agent watching her behind her computer? <gasps> is it the same FBI agent? No! <laughs> no, that man is in his 30s. I mean, I mean, do not. No. This show does everything else wrong. I in mean, terms that's of, the truth. But people but in their 30s were, would be the ones that are, like, creeping the cam. Eat. This just in. If you're in your 30s, you're gross. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to be in my 30s in two years, so all of you are canceled. Thanks Not so much. Not everyone in their 30s is gross. No, you better get gross like, real quick or else... Uh, oh, or my else God. Gonna... Guys, people in their 30s are just people. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying that grown men... It's a joke. We're gross. kidding. PSA, anyone who's in their 30s and thought that we were actually thinking you were gross, it's not true. If you do gross <laughs> things, you're gross. But if you don't... She's right. You're okay. She's right. Yeah. Gross has no age limit. <laughs> Especially when it comes to creepy men. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so later in the episode, like a good halfway through is the next time we uh, we see from them. Uh, Betty is back at home and she has some gifts. Not sure what they're for, but that, that's what's up. And we have our friend Ben. <sighs> I'm angry because Ben doesn't even have his own like page on the Riverdale Wiki, even though he's been in... This is his third episode. Uh-huh. Why, don't you Why doesn't he have him? his own page? Maybe maybe it's up to you, my friend. <sighs> the first time that we saw Ben was in the fourth episode, which is the last picture show, and he was the one who like gave Kevin a hot dog or whatever mm-hmm. in the heckin' whatever. Is that what the and kids then, are calling it these days? And then um, the next time we saw him was 201, A Kiss Before Dying, when he like got piano lessons and then macked on Grundy and then she died immediately. So, is Ben bisexual? That's what I'm feeling. I'm like, listen, this pansexual god right here (laughs) shows up just to be representation. (laughs) I don't know if I feel, Sam, do you feel represented at this moment? I mean, I don't feel that he represents me, personally. (laughs) But I'm sure he represents someone. Yeah, sure. I'm just... A little bit confused because they say that he works at the Bijou, but last time we saw him, he lived in Greendale, and I'm pretty sure Bijou is in Riverdale. Listen, this is no place for logic. That's what I I, I, I live in the world of logic. I need to I need to look it up. This is Riverdale. 
We're here for trashy, cheesy. It's a local movie theater in Riverdale. Yeah. So did Ben move back? What's up, Ben? I think the writers forgot. Does he take a commute? I think he has always lived in Riverdale. Oh, I see. Yes, yes, yes. And then he just commuted to go see Grundy. Yeah, he was just hopping across the the pond to, you know, commit. So, so Chick is like, yes, that was my job interview. Except he's in a robe and has milk. Yeah, who commits who the milk a job for? A robe. Also, who's the last person we saw who needed milk? Kevin. It's a clue. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh. <laughs> All um, right. Okay, but what's actually going on here, friends? Thoughts? What the hell is the milk for? I like, think he just likes milk. That's a really weird thing to crave. I don't. I'm just confused by the milk. Right, because he's not eating any like cookies or anything with it. Is what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, he doesn't have a snack. Gotcha, it's gotcha. just milk. I'm like, why do you just? Why are you just craving milk? Mm. Like, did it start as an actual job interview and then turn into something re- weird and gross? That sounds like something Ben's into. <laughs> or was it always something weird and gross? Um, I thought it was like, quote unquote, job interview was like he's joining that guy's like pimpering. So was he just like lying? No, that guy didn't. Huh? I don't know. Also, who wears their like work uniform to a job to to go and do a job interview at someone's house? Like that no doesn't one happen. does a job interview because well, it, it wasn't a real job interview. Okay, He's, yes. Tell me what it was. Well, it was some kind of deal, obviously. But he obviously told Betty that he would never like. Was he, was he lying to Betty then? Well, no, because it probably was like something that was consensual and he didn't get paid for in money. But, but he you know, probably... Yeah, exactly. Well, huh. but- so what? He goes, hi, I'm looking for a job. And Ben goes, okay, cool. We'll come in for an interview. And he goes, or you can come to my house and we'll have sex and then you'll give me in the job. And Ben I goes, mean, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, probably. That sounds like Chick, our buddy. I don't want to be his buddy. No. No. Um, let's talk a little bit about the end, which is oh the my next God. time that we have this. Let's talk a lot about the end. What the frack? Let's talk so much let's, about the end. Let's talk the entire podcast about the end. So, like, <laughs> Chick and Alice are just, like, having a nice dinner, and she's like, yeah, Betty won't answer the phone. She always does this. She, like, drops off the face of the earth, and you never hear from her. She's the worst. And he's like, oh, well, where's Hal? And she's like, oh, he's, um, oh, oh, a knock on the door. I wish I was kidding, but I literally went, it's FP! Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, this I is wish. the moment. This is the moment. I was like, she's going to open the door and FP's going to be like, I hear my kids here. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But I was like so sure. And when they opened the door, I was like, how dare. I was like, who are you and why? I don't even know you. Robin already had her expectations up. Like, oh. Relatable though. Okay, but I didn't even think it would be FP. I thought it was gonna be something menacing, but like now I'm sad, like retroactively, that it wasn't FP. <laughs> well, here's my here's my thing as well, is that like here's Betty and Jughead doing whatever on heck and FP's couch, and I'm like, where is he? And then when there's a knock on the door, I'm like, that's where he is. Yep. Oh, that would have made perfect sense. Yeah. But oh uh still don't know where he is. Is FP <laughs> not unsettled that children <laughs> are sleeping with each other in his trailer? I mean, considering that would be awkward to come home to. Like the first time they like almost did it or whatever, he was still in he was in jail. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like you have a guaranteed 
that your dad's not gonna come home oh i know where he is i know where he is where he literally they exiled tall boy and he literally said me and tall boy have a have to have like a long ride to go on or whatever okay but like also fp (laughs) would i don't know how outraged fp would be because like betty did like a striptease in his like bar <laughs> no i mean After i don't think he it would was be, like he would go. be mad at them i think it would just be really awkward if fp walked in and yeah. betty's like half naked yeah i mean if i was fp i'd like look over at that couch every day and be like oh gotta burn that gotta get a new couch yeah <laughs> yeah that right off so we have this random dude who looks creepy but we don't know and um once betty gets home she's all smiley and i have thoughts about this later but um her mom's trying to mop up blood same and uh, she's like, did you lock the door? Also, she didn't. I checked. She did not <laughs> lock the door. Way to go, Elizabeth. Okay, so who is this guy? What happened, fam? Um, so I have a theory. Ooh. I would love it. Not necessarily about who the guy is. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, possibly like a like a trick or something. Okay. Right. But I think whatever happened, it escalated. And Chick, like, shoves the guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he, like hits his head on the back of some pointy object in their home. Okay. So it's like a complete accident that, but Chick killed the guy. Yeah. And then Alice is like, well, this isn't my first time with a dead body. Gotta clean it up. Let's go. Yeah. So you think it was Chick. Happens. Yeah. I think Chick did it and Alice immediately goes into serpent mode to like fix it. Hmm. Okay. 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 Um, I think he's probably um, someone that his old pimp sent to collect whatever debt. I'm sure Chick owes a debt to someone. Right. And he, things start to escalate and Alice hits him, but doesn't mean to kill him, but kills him anyway. See, like, I think it's Chick, but it's an accident. And you think it's Alice, but it's an accident. I think either way, it definitely is an accident. Yeah. Because, like, Chick looks scared out of his mind. In the trailer is what you're saying. Or when when they see him. Chick yeah. makes himself seem, like, so untouchable and badass, but then there's a dead body, and all of a sudden he's scary, scared, and I'm like, okay, so you're not actually that tough. I think what I think is, I'm trying to figure out who this guy is, first of all. Yeah. Obviously, we know it's not Marcel, but no. like you said, he could be an affiliate of Marcel, but how does he know where he is? So now I just came up with this new theory that maybe Ben was in on it. <laughs> I don't uh, think he is. I think no. Ben is irrelevant, but, <laughs> but, like, what if, like... They either, like, know Ben had been there and so, like, forced him to get it out of him or, like, did they know Ben would be on his way there so they were, like, we'll give you money to... I don't know. I'm just making things up so that Ben could be interesting. If Ben is involved, maybe Ben is a fellow, like... Camboy. Camboy. And... That's how Grundy found him. That, yeah. Ew! And, like, he was... Like, Grundy didn't pick him up necessarily, but he was, like, there on a job. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then, like, if like if Chick and him interact, like, completely unconnected to the camming mm-hmm. to, like, get a legit job, mm-hmm. and then Ben, like, rats him out. Right. I don't know. Just trying to make Ben important. Well, I mean, if Ben... Ben's one of the few people who knows where Chick is. Yeah. yeah and we they wouldn't have shown him in the Cooper's house if that wasn't important. Right. True. So I think there's a little bit of validity there. I don't know if the... Th- if it's exactly that, but mm-hmm. I do think it's related. Dope. Um, any more Cooper thoughts? Um, just that I'm really excited for like an Alice episode next episode. Yes. Do you guys think she would like 
Okay, so clearly in the trailer, this is like trailer thoughts and stuff, but yeah. um, they look like they're hiding the body. So at what point is she going to call FP and like be like, yeah, okay, so we need help. Swart She's got to. Right? She's got to. She can't if call she doesn't, Fred. I'm going to be so mad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, can you guys just interact? Like they literally have not interacted since that episode that changed everything. Yeah. I'm so upset. Also, do you guys think she already kicked Hal out by the end of the episode? And that's why he's not home? Or do you think he was with Penelope at the end of the episode? I think he was with Penelope. Oh, yeah. There was supposed to be... Did We we totally skipped... Where was that? Where was that scene where, where they... Where she, like, rolls her eyes. <laughs> yeah. I must have put that in the wrong... Um, found it. I put it in C when it should have been A. Okay. okay, let's talk about it right now then. Okay. So either Chick goes or Hal goes. Then they're like, oh, he got a job at the Bijou. Is that is that official? Or are they just saying that to make him look better? Don't know yet. Um, but he's like, he'll even pay rent. What's, what's your beef, Hal? <laughs> and I'm like, who? Literally, no one says, what's your beef? Like, like it might be like, oh, kooky parents or whatever. But if that was true, Betty should be like, girl, what? Don't, don't say that. <laughs> I mean, what's your beef is not a thing. It used to be a thing. It, it's a very, oh, yeah. like... It's like saying, what's your damage? It's yeah. a very, um... It's old meme. Like, it's a way... You, like, Riverdale uses so many, like, ways to call back to, like, the 50s. Yeah. And that, I think that's definitely one of them. Ooh, like, I wanna that's know, true. I want to know what the, like, etymology is for the phrase, what's your beef? <laughs> Except I need you to go look that up right now because one, I have to pee, and two, I'm sure it came from like some kind of beef industry thing, right? Because like, what's your damage makes sense. Did yeah, it, but what what's did like, it what's branch off beef? of? Where's the beef? What's your beef? That's that's what I was thinking because that was like a big Alberta like campaign was like, where's the beef? Babe, okay. that wasn't just Alberta. Well, that's where I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I have this thing, and it says like what it means, but not where it came from. Beef. Define beef at dictionary. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think I maybe found something. What's the history of beef as a term for feuds? This is so much. Making heads or tails of items. What does it mean? It means to have a problem. Yeah, origin. There are many ideas as to where this phrase started, all the way from it originating from rap songs, songs signifying that when someone has beef with you, it ends with a street fight where your face could get so banged up that it resembles ground beef. <laughs> could you imagine FP beating Hal up so bad that his face looks like beef? Um, I'm into it. <laughs> Do it. The word beef does not sound like a real word anymore. Beef, beef. Oh yeah, but beef in French though. Boof. Tell me. Boof. 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 Apologies to any French speakers. I may be Canadian, but I don't speak French. (laughs) So they're like, "Hey, Hal, you you should just make it make an an effort, bud." And he's like, "Whatever, I'll be in a share B and B." Share B and B. Like, what does he need a that for in the first place? But also, if it's an Airbnb, that's like still. What did Hal say? He'd be in a share B and B. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he leaves. Yeah. Yeah, I think Hal's, like, done at the Cooper house. Yeah. He said, let me know when he's gone or whatever. Let me hope it sticks this time. Like, (laughs) stay gone, Um, buddy. But my thing is, like, if he's going to be in an Airbnb, like, in town, someone 
in town, if it's a smallish town, like we think it probably is, that person like literally knows him and is like, oof, <laughs> trouble with the wife there, Hal. Like if if you live in Riverdale and you're having troubles with your wife, does Hal not have any friends that he can live with for free? Hal I mean, hasn't you got be friends. Friend? I, I don't know. This is a guy who will willingly reject his wife's um, other child because he's a petty asshole. I mean, I guess my thing is that like everyone... Like most people from Riverdale stay in Riverdale, so it's like who was his? Who were his friends in high school? Uh, maybe you know what? It could have been like Fred and company. You think? I don't think yeah. so. No, or he was. I think because Fred was think? friends with FP. Okay, so oh, yeah. Fred would have been like kind of on the like low end of the totem pole of like you know popularity. Yeah, and I think Hal was like. A footballer and like I have so many questions about Hal in high school. Genuinely, because like, and we'll and never like, get the answers. No, and like we didn't really. I think he hung out with like Penelope and Hermione and right the snooty people. Yeah, I mean, he could have been running with the rich crowd, but why would he re- hang out with Penelope? Aren't the, the Blossoms and the Coopers are sworn enemies? Penelope oh, wasn't oh, married theory. to Cliff oh, oh, in high school. Oh, oh. A theory. Oh, right, duh. What if he what? says he's going to be at a share and B, but he's actually at Penelope's house? Exactly. No, that's what I was thinking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, like, I don't know where I was going with that. Like, what if Hal always kind of had a crush on Penelope? I mean, I get it. I don't know. I'm just saying things now. But aren't they related? No. No. The Coopers and the Blossoms? She didn't. She, she hadn't married. He was related to school. her husband. Damn, why can't I dead. figure that out? You've told me that twice in the space of probably five minutes. <laughs> and I've forgotten. It's because they all look the same. They all look inbred. Uh, it's like, it's it's literally like... How dare you say that? No, no, no. It's like Harry marrying Ginny. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And his mom was also a redhead. It's like, they're not related, but they look related. Okay. So you're kind of confused. <laughs> okay. All right, well, you know what? This will make sense to someone, I'm, and if that someone is just me, that's okay. We should make a workout game out of this, and you should do 10 push-ups every time something makes me uncomfortable in this podcast this week. <laughs> People would be, like, dead if it was, like, every time I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> every you know time what I should do? I sense. should do 10 push-ups every time I'm uncomfortable. That'd be good for me, except I can't do any push-ups. Okay, let's, like, make it jumping jacks or something, because push-ups okay. are hard. <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude, I just had a vision of like me in a conversation at a party or something and then suddenly I just start doing jumping jacks because you're uncomfortable. And then and I'm like, oh. going to start doing jumping jacks because I will be uncomfortable watching Robin do that. Uh, <laughs> should we move on or do we have any, any, I mean, we're going to talk a little bit more about snake parents in the serpent storyline probably. I mean, oh, yeah. we can make that happen. So are we good over here? Yeah. Okay. In the middle here, I have put the biggest but most boring storyline. So we're going to talk about Veronica and Archie. And then we're going to be able to talk about another interesting storyline after that. I like that this storyline is supposedly like Veronica and Archie, but it's like... It's so all I, paid, I fell asleep for a minute there. All I paid attention to was Veronica and Josie and that duet because that was gay. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it kind of was though. But like, I just... I just... The show, the show overestimates a couple things. How interesting mm-hmm. Jughead's sex life is, because yeah. it's not. Yep, and it's how not. interesting Archie is as a person, because right. it's not. No. T. And that's it. Yeah. So we have Archie, who just does Hiram's errands. He's like, can I be an intern? And he's like, sure, do things interns do. 
And he's like, oh, yes, we have excellent poutine here. And Liar. I'm like, mm, do you? I have faith in Pop Tate, but also if this is supposed to be set in America. Yeah. Yeah. No. no. I don't have that much faith in any American. That no. was our immediate reaction, too. We were like, is this, are they in America? Because they're not, they're going to mess up poutine. Like, he's literally like, I, should I, I bring my personal chef to make poutine for me? And I'm like, wow, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, you should. You absolutely should have done that. Uh, my new life goal is to aspire to have a personal poutine chef. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Maybe we could all share share this said chef. Oh, I think that's brilliant. a good idea. We'll be eating all our meals together anyway. <laughs> um, so Archie shows up at their house. Veronica has her white dress thing. And she's explaining how confirmations work. So Robin, I'm guessing you had to Google how confirmations work. No, because she told me. Okay. <laughs> this is one of those things where it's like Robin's gonna have no clue what any of this is <laughs> no I didn't I, maybe I should have looked it up but I just trusted what she said was she wrong in any respect no no I think she's right okay cool because I know nothing about this I mean I'm not Catholic but I had a confirmation like the church oh dope tell me about it well like we did it in a, like a group so like oh, gotcha. in most people do because I'm a they? Methodist so like we did when I was like 13 or something we did a class of like all the youth who are like 10 to 13 and like we study the Bible and like do all this. And then we go to church and we're baptized again and we say, say some words and then ta-da, you're confirmed. Will you explain to me confirmed what the difference what? between baptism and confirming is? Um. Well, so most uh like Christian people will baptize their babies like shortly after they're born. Yeah, mm -hmm. baptized yeah. After um, born. but you can also be baptized at any point in your life. Like right. if you recommit your life to the Lord. Right. Um, and so confirmation is kind of like a second baptism. It's where like you're, you're still not an adult, but you're old enough to make a choice to see if you want to continue being right. in a religion. Um, so you go through like a class in my experience, you go through a class and learn more and then decide to be confirmed. And Gotcha. And so it's called a confirmation because it's like, Hey, so just check in. You're still, we're still on the same page. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Basically. And then you, you do get baptized again. Like they do the holy water and all that during the confirmation. Yes. Gotcha. Like during the ceremony. Yes. Okay. Did, this sounds like a lot of work. It's really not. <laughs> and did you have to uh, to pick a sponsor as well? I didn't, but uh, I feel like that's more of a Catholic thing. Okay. Uh, either way, Veronica picked her grandma for that. And I had to look up um, the difference between abuela and abuelita because I was like, I'm pretty sure they both mean grandpa because like our grandma. And so, <laughs> you know, because I know I would watch Jane the Virgin and she would call her grandma abuela. And so I'm like, okay, well, I wonder if there's a difference. And so I went in and it means the same thing. <laughs> so there you go, guys. <laughs> Today in Robin Google things Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> well, like, am I wrong? Like, I was like, what's the difference? I don't know. It's just a, a like a language Slang sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you also have to work in a soup kitchen? Uh, no, I did not. I have done work in a soup kitchen at different points, but I didn't have to do that to become confirmed. I was so aggravated when they were in the soup kitchen, and I'll talk about that later, but I was, like, so mad that they, like, just walked away from their post and were just like, somebody else will get it. I'm like, ah! But, okay, anyway. 
Yeah, like that's not what you do when you're volunteering. No. Those you... are kids who have never had to work a day in their lives. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, true. But either way, Hiram comes home and he's like, I'm so proud of my daughter, right, Archie? And he's like, oh, yeah, same. <laughs> sure, whatever. So Veronica invites everybody to her confirmation, even though it's like supposed to be family, but she's like, you guys are my family. And you're like, oh, that's nice. They are, though. I loved when she said, you're my chosen family. Yeah, that was cute. And I was like, that's really sweet, because when you look at Veronica's entire character arc, this is basically the first time she's had anything resembling that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Kevin asks about the dress code, because he needs to know. I'm Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Later, there's a gift for Veronica from the St. Clairs. Guys, what do we think the gift is? Oh, yeah, we never find out. No. Did we not? That drove me nuts. They I'm just like, so tired of the St. Clairs. Can we, like, put them away, please? It's probably something rich and obnoxious. Yeah, so I want to know what it is. <laughs> but, like, I'm done with them. Like, they, they yeah. kept bringing them up and they were like, okay, well, that's because Nick, blah, blah, blah. But now I'm just like, okay, they're done. Put them away. Listen. I don't want them. Do you not need conflict from a off-screen source constantly? No. Wow, it's almost like you enjoy good storytelling. <laughs> um, so she's like, yeah, they're trying to make amends or whatever. Also, I got a message from Simone. Nick's mom that Archie came and beat up her son. <laughs> Veronica's like, whoops, whoops. Be like, oh, did I not mention that? <laughs> oh my Oopsie. bad. Um, Archie's like, Pop, can you just like double check all of the stuff just because like I don't want to get it wrong? And he's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, Hiram's the boss, so whatever. And he's like, what? And he's like, what? <laughs> I actually enjoy that they're still continuing this plot line of like they haven't forgotten the fact that Hiram still owns Pops. Yeah. yeah. And now Archie knows for sure. Exactly. So I like that this is kind of like a, a little C plot that might become a B plot later on where everyone kind of founds out like, oh, Hiram actually owns half the town. Yeah. Yeah, true. Um, and then Archie gets the text message from his heckin' needy girlfriend <laughs> who just Guys. shows up to his house and is just like, you're not answering me. Yeah. So Adams is in his garage and he's like, you haven't been answering my text messages. And he's like, literally, I have nothing to say to you. And he's like, what about the confirmation? And he's like, heckin', what about the confirmation? And he's like, his family will be there. And by that, I mean his crime family. Who wrote this? Okay, <laughs> who wrote this? And also, does, does this guy really think he's going to get a reply out of a teenager? Yeah. Like, I just have so many questions. Where is his partner? Who's his boss? Mm. Where's this guy staying? Is he pl staying in a share BNB? Is uh. he splitting it with Hal? <laughs> that would be funny. Like, I just have so Arthur? many questions about it's you. His yeah. <laughs> Hal I was Arthur's friend. <laughs> Arthur was Hal's only friend. Oh my God. That's who we got out with. Okay, but that would be so funny. <laughs> the McCoys are at the lodges and they are here to apologize for what's up and give a gift. Mm -hmm. And Josie is super not into it because I assume she's still upset about the fact that Veronica stole her two former friends, which I get. Uh, yeah, I would be too. But also, I mean, she didn't really communicate very well with them. Yeah, I mean, the kind of part that annoys me here is like, I know that Josie's like a famous person and she's like a really good singer, but like how pretentious is it to be like, my gift is my me singing for you. And it's like really awkward because... Veronica wanted to sing at her own party. Yeah. So also, like, like, it's clear that Mary McCoy was like, away. you should tell her that you'll sing for her. And Josie was like, uh, mm, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I feel bad for Veronica. 
I feel bad for Ronnie, but also I feel bad for Josie. But yeah. like, no, to me, none of this plot makes a whole lot of sense. No, no. Because we haven't, we still don't really know what the hell Josie was so upset about. Because we don't know the Lodge backstory, or are we supposed to just infer that she felt manipulated by Veronica, even though that's not what was happening? And I feel like I'm talking in a giant circle, and I'm going to go nuts. <laughs> the song that she wants to sing is from the Cruel Intention soundtrack. And I literally Googled, like, the song, or, like, I YouTubed the song name and Cruel Intentions. And I watched the end of the movie, except none of it made sense because I hadn't actually seen the movie. <laughs> and so I was it's like, a terrible okay. movie. Cruel Intentions, you think it's a terrible movie? I think it's like, I mean, not like as far as all movies go, but like, it's not a good movie. It's a movie that you feel bad after. Okay, fair enough. But that song is a banger. Anyway, I, I was very confused. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Did you not Did you not know that song before? Me? No. <gasps> oh my god, you tiny baby. Oh my god. How would I know? How would I know? What the heck? I haven't seen Cruel Intentions. Because it's a great because song. It's low-key an iconic song. Yeah. Yeah, from Cruel Intentions, which I haven't, which I haven't saw. I just I mean, told it, you. No, it's no, no, not. No. It's iconic far and above whatever Cruel Intentions Yeah. Made. Oh. Like, yeah. Sorry? The, I think every early <laughs> 2000s TV show, including, I'm just guessing the OC used it for something. Okay, Sorry. <laughs> like I forgive you. I'm yeah, just, I'm not no mad or anything. I'm just thinking about that song. Now. <laughs> I just can't believe you didn't know it because it's like because she's a baby. Yeah, she's small. She's an idiot. Let's move on. Okay, she is. Hiram's like, hey Archie, I heard that you beat up Nick, and he's like, yeah, kinda, and he's like, wow, really? When he was like incapacitated and everything, and Archie was like, ah, yeah, and Hiram was like, dope. Same. It's what he deserves. <laughs> and Archie's like, cool. We're cool. bros. Cool. There's like this huge poker game at Pops that we're having. So do you want to like come and like be friends and or whatever? And I mean, it'll be super chill and there won't be any murder or crime at all. Absolutely zero murder. I just need some trusted friends. To come and help with my trusted friends. Like, okay, so listen. Mm-hmm. All of us love and adore Pops. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. The neon aesthetic, the 50s diner. Yeah. I don't really see what Hiram was going for when he was like, let's have this big important poker game in a closed down diner. I mean, like, he owns Pops, right? So he doesn't have to pay for it? Yeah, but, like, wouldn't he have it at his, like, their Beautiful place at the apartment. hotel where it's, like fancy and nice oh, gotcha. instead of like yeah because like the women are just sitting in their living room like chilling and drinking and like meanwhile they're out in a diner i mean maybe he doesn't want them to know where he lives mm. i mean i feel like it's not hard to know everyone knows where the lodges live yeah yeah I was certain while I was watching this last night that all of this was a test for archie and that archie had passed i was certain that he had said papa poutine Will you please t- like go and and like say something secret about how garbagey I am, where mm. Archie can potentially hear? And then if Archie says, "Dude, he's trying to hurt you," then we can trust Archie. Okay. And I was mm. certain that that's what was happening. And then Papa Poutine ended up being murdered, and I was like, "Ah, oh, bro, that would have been cooler if it had been a test for Archie. That would have been much cooler. Yeah. And then we could have kept the character named Papa Poutine. Yeah. Also, he's very important to me and we'll talk about him when he shows up. Okay. So they're at the soup soup kitchen. Soup. The soup Soup, kitchen. And Veronica's like, "Ah, 
I'm really concerned because this is like his private inner circle and like my dad is a criminal. So this is a bunch of other criminals. I mean, I feel like everyone knows he's a criminal on account of he was in jail. Um, yeah. And heckin' they just walk away. They go, excuse me, and they just walk away. And I'm like, what? And, like, two other people just go up and take their place. And I'm just like, if that was me, I would have been like, um, get back to your spot. Like, you have a job to do? We're literally here. You're here to do a, a thing so that you can prove to the church that you're good? Like, I know you're volunteering, but... <laughs> Come on. You failed your most basic task here? She's like, the stakes are really high. I need you to be careful. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Like, aren't they supposed to be his friends? And she's like, just be careful. No one say the M word. (laughs) Um, Veronica goes back and she's really mad at her dad. And she's like, what if he finds out our family secrets? And he's like, oh, we don't talk about business at the poker game. And like, how are we... Like, if you guys end up getting married or whatever, like, he's going to need to come in, right? So mm-hmm. I'm just making sure that he's cool to come in. I mean, he, he, really, he's just thinking ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I mean, maybe he's a little bit like us, just like like what we wanted. And she's like, he's not. You're compromising him, daddy. <laughs> the thing about Archie is you can make him into anything. Yeah, literally an mold him into <laughs> literally anything. Yeah. Archie refuses to wear a wire, even though this is a really big opportunity for the FBI. And he's like, doesn't want to record anything because there's something that could implicate Fred or Veronica. I have nothing to say. Cool. Um, I mean, I can't believe that uh, the guy thought he could convince a teenager to wear a wire anyway. Like, he doesn't owe you anything. Plus, like, he's like, I'm the one taking the risks. And that's true. Like, what if he ended yep. up getting, like, heckin' pat down or, like, or, like, yeah, I don't know, anything happened. He would, he could get murdered immediately. Yeah. Okay, so, like, my question here is, what is this guy's actual, like, goal here? It, to take down Hiram? I mean, I assume so. So what got him on the trail in the first place? What do you mean? Like, wasn't he, like, assigned to this? Yeah, but Mission. like, why? Where did he come from? He, ex- he Where is he Archie going? What Where his goal come is? From? Where did he come from? Cotton, Cotton Eye Joe. Joe. This is unacceptable <laughs> behavior. I am leaving this podcast forever. Thank you so much to our listeners. I love you so much. I love you so much more than I, like I love them. Goodbye. I'm so glad that Sam is still here. Yep. Hello, guys. I'm the new Brittany. <laughs> Better than the old Britney. <laughs> no. So Veronica's in confession and she's like, listen, if gossiping is a sin, that's me. Oopsie daisy. Whoops. For sure I did that. Um, but also sometimes I'm disrespectful to my parents. And I think that she thinks that she's hurting Archie and leading him down a bad path. And do you have any advice? And he's basically like, um, no. Ronnie's <laughs> under 18 and has banged a lot. So like, I feel like that's one of them too. Oh yeah. True. Like all the sex that they pro- that they have not. Riverdale like will present all of these like sex things and like try to be like sex positive about it. And I'm like, you haven't shown any of these kids like attempting to have safe sex. Right. You have not shown anyone being careful. Where are the condoms? No, but literally, like. No, I'm serious. If like, you're going to be they? doing this crap, like, show some kind of responsibility for what you're advertising. Because in one episode, you have that, and then you have Betty prostituting herself on the internet. And you're not saying these are bad things. I'm doing jumping jacks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we have Veronica with her family here. She has an Aunt Teresa and an Aunt Margot. And I'm wondering if they are Hermione's sisters 
or if they are her Hiram's brother's wives. I think it's Hiram's brother's wives. That makes more sense because then like it would make less sense if it was like all of Hermione's sisters got married to mobsters. <laughs> but it makes My- more sense if like they showed up because they married mobsters. And it and it can't be his sisters because if it was his sisters, they should be involved in the family business in right, some way. Right. Right. Or not because sexism. Yeah. Right. This, I was going to say, like, if not, yeah. poop on that. This is like the other part of the scene that I like hate so much is it's literally mob wives. It's so right. gendered and like, gross. They're just sitting around talking about how grateful they are to their husbands and how they do this and they do this because their husbands blah blah blah. blah. And I'm like, holy crap! Y'all are mob wives, but you don't have the gall to get involved with the mob. Go hard or go home. So basically, our, what, what they're saying is like, these are all the things I do to atone for the terrible things that my husband does, and now yeah. I'm okay with it, and so you just have to find a way to be okay with it too? None, none of this is healthy relationship advice. But like, that's what they're saying, right? Yes, that's exactly yeah. what they're saying. It's a boys club. So, and then they, the women clean up their dirty karma work. Mm-hmm. That's, that's screwed up. So her grandma's like, oh, is your boyfriend coming? And yeah, he's super coming. It's going to be awesome. And like, do you think this moment is really shady where she's just like, yeah, his name's Archie Andrews. And he's like, oh, he's a local boy. Do you guys know his family? Yeah, I think it's supposed to be shady. Hmm? We know that you did this, Hermione. Yeah. And so then we're at the poker game. And oh boy, was I excited to see my friend MC Ganey on Riverdale. Okay, tell us who MC Ganey is. So MC Ganey plays Papa Poutine, and I was very excited to see him. In fact, I was like re-watching the episode today and noticed that MC Ganey's name came up in guest starring, but I just didn't notice because I was watching the actual show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fun to be excited. So the way I know MC Ganey is that he was on Lost, and he shows up in the season finale of Lost, and I'm pretty sure he like... What? What's Lost? It doesn't matter. Uh, he's in a lot of the series. But... Um, I think this is our very first Lost actor on Riverdale, so I was excited to see him. I'm surprised that it took that long. Yeah. Especially because a lot of them are in Vancouver doing stuff for, like, Once Upon a Time and such. Yeah. Anyway, I was really happy to see him, and I'm sad that he's immediately died. Yeah, especially since he had such a badass name. Yeah. I want to be called, like, Mama Poutine from now on. He played a character named Tom Friendly, who had a special place in my heart. And, um... Yeah, anyway, I was really excited to see him. I was like, look at a friendly face. Get it? Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like a friendly face on Riverdale. LOL. Anyway, I was happy to see him. So Hiram keeps winning, and um, they're like, oh, this is rigged. Blah. And they're like, hey, Archie, what's your name? And Archie's like, Hiram, am I allowed to tell them what my name is? And he's like, okay. He's like, my name's Archie Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would have questions if I was being initiated into some kind of mob thing. I would have to ask all the questions. Yeah. So we have Lenny Kowalski, who's from Chicago. And Kowalski just reminds me of Jacob Kowalski, who's now on Fantastic Beasts. And um, we have Carl Martin, who's from the Midwest. And Papa Poutine, who's from Montreal. And so Montreal, like, these, these are the... Papa Poutine is the one who, like, is, like his special person from Montreal. Like he, his, they keep talking about his like associates in Montreal. I'm like, here he is my buddy. Montreal. I was excited. You were excited? (laughs) Yeah. Can anybody, Oh, does someone want to explain what poutine is? Oh my God. Okay. First of all, poutine is the food of the gods. Thank you so friggin' much. Poutine is French fries, Mm -hmm. gravy, 
and cheese curds. Yeah. If it's not cheese curds, it's not poutine. That's just fries with gravy and melted cheese. Yeah. And Americans take note. If someone tries to tell you it's poutine, they're wrong and they're garbage and you shouldn't trust them. That's correct. Yes. Poutine without cheese curds is like a sin. It's not yeah. real. That's what, that's what Hiram should go to confession for. Yeah. Is that he lied about having good poutine. Yeah. And there's vegan poutine, and poutine you can have anywhere now. You can get it at McDonald's in Canada. You can get it on pizza from Pizza Hut. You can get it at Costco. Anything you dream of, you can have in, as poutine. Yeah. And it's my favorite food. Thanks for coming to my second TED Talk. <laughs> um, they're like, oh, your last name's Andrews? Huh, doesn't your wife know a man named Andrews? And Hiram's literally yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, uh, not awkward at all. Sure oh, by does. the way, where the hell is Fred? Where is he? He like we saw him like for literally thirty seconds, maybe in this episode, and that's it. Like it, it does Fred have a plotline other than being Hiram's associate and having them talk about him? No. Yeah, like what? What the hell is going on? Fred was a huge part of season one. He's just disappeared. Where are you, Fred? Why can't I find you? Fred and Hermione are not characters anymore. They're not. Um, They're just accessories. Shells of people. They brought Hiram in and Hermione, who is she? And Fred, where is he? Don't recognize those people. Um, So they're like, did you choose to make Fred your business associate? Like, did you pick that or did Hermione pick that? And I'm like, bet it was Hermione. Pretty sure it was Hermione. Pretty sure we watched that. He doesn't like Pop's poutine, which... I can respect, except yeah. I love Pop, which may, and it makes me sad yeah. seeing him sad. But also, like, uh, he he started eating it with his hands, and I was like, clearly, that's the wrong type of poutine. If you can yeah, eat it you for, with your hands, like, get yourself a fork, my dude. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. If you're eating, like, I, I where's the? Is there no gravy on it? Like, you're what, gonna what, burn yourself. What? How, and how? If it had no gravy and it had no cheese curds, how could he have possibly <laughs> like actually like looked down and picked it up and eaten it without being like, this isn't poutine? You can also, see whether it's poutine or not. Who serves poutine in a basket with wax paper? Is it just fries, y'all? It might just be fries. Like, did he just give him fries? It's probably fries with melted cheese. Hi, guys. I just wanted to say one thing really quick here. I'm still on the Cruel Intentions Wikipedia page because I just didn't click off it, and I noticed that it was released on March 5th, 1999, and that was Uh my fourth birthday. (laughs) Oh, my God. Not only do I feel old, but I also think that's adorable. Isn't that nice? They were like, yes. happy birthday, Robin. Here's a movie you can't watch and still have not watched at 22. Yeah, don't watch it. You'll hate it. Okay. Um, oh, I had another question, though. I appreciate them calling it poutine because I've always called it poutine. But, like, in Quebec, do they not call it poutine? I'm sure they do. So, womp, Do they do that? Womp. Yeah, pretty sure they do. French Canadians do things differently. Yeah. They're doing wrong. <laughs> wow. They invented it. Alrighty. So, um... He's like, please apologize to Pop. And Mr. Friendly's like, nah. So he goes. And I'm like, you know what? Stick to your poutine, bud. I mean, if you don't like your food, just be nice about it. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty heckin' mean about it. Yeah. Um, then the dude's like, Archie, go unclog the toilet. And Archie's like, ugh. I'll get you okay. for this, Adams. <laughs> Yo, I'm Archie, though. So he overhears them saying that... Hiram has gone like soft and like sloppy and blah 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 and like how is he oh business partners with a man who slept with his wife and what the heck and it's like your chosen name is Papa Poutine <laughs> do you think you're that much of a badass and he's like we need to remove him it's our it's our chance and Papa Poutine's like I'll do it myself 
And Archie's like, uh-oh. French fry murder. French fry. So we go to the ceremony. Um, It's beautiful. Yeah. We learn that Veronica's middle name is Cecilia. How do you feel about that? I feel just fine about it. I'm going to check to see if that's canonical with the um with the comics or if she even has a veronica lodge yeah it doesn't look like she ever had a middle name on in the comics so they just gave it to her cecilia's beautiful yeah i really like it i like it um and then he's like do you renounce satan and she's like <sighs> and she takes way too long if i was Yo, sitting in that room i'd be like <sighs> bud why did it take her so long to renounce satan i feel like that's a pretty easy question Unless like, you're joining the Church of Satan, and then that's a trick question. Yeah. I feel like, how are her parents not, like, being like, dude, really? <laughs> like, come on, man. Bring it up. And then Archie, like, is doing what we all think and is just like, hello. Yes, you do. Okay, so, like, the dramatic lowering of the lights behind her, though. Yeah. And the fact We're that like- Archie had, like, a spotlight on him. Bud. It's like if the devil comes down to, like, hover over Veronica while she makes her decision, then he's like, oh. Oh, I'm not wanted here. Oh, damn it. And since he's respectful, the devil leaves. <laughs> and so she's like, um, yeah, sure. Whatever. So now there's a party. Wait, and- Sam, did you have to renounce Satan? I don't think so. <gasps> Thank God, because you became Satan. Oh, hey. boy. You're a Scorpio. You're mean. You're a Scorpio. That's a stereotype. I'm a Pisces. That you embody. Okay, continuing. Um, I'm a Pisces. Brittany is the worst. I'm a Virgo. No one can say that but me. So now the lodges officially own the land underneath Southside High. So Mm -hmm. congrats. Archie goes to meet her grandma and he's like, hi, I'm Archie. And she's like, you cute. That's basically it. I mean, that's really all you can say about Archie. (laughs) Veronica's dancing with Archie and saying like, he's the best. And then Hiram shows up and she's like, here's what I'm thinking. We should not bring Archie into the family business. And he's like, okay, whatever. I mean, I feel like he should have more smarts than to not bring a 16-year-old boy into his business. Yeah, well, I mean, he brought a 16-year-old girl in, so he's like, eh, I love 16-year-olds, sure. Okay, buddy. Oh, that's uncomfortable. Like, I feel like I see where he was going with that, but also, no. No, I feel, people in this show put too much stock in teenagers. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It, that happens a lot on the CW, which is confusing because it's written by adults. Do these adults just, like, not understand that they were idiots as teenagers? I want to no. give a shout-out to both Alice and FP, who never take teenagers as crap. Yeah, and Fred, true. too. And Fred, the true heroes yeah. of this show. Yeah. So now Archie has a secret that he needs to tell Hiram, and Veronica's like, oh, I also want to join the the meeting and they're like um we're taking a picture you've ruined four pictures (laughs) (laughs) and um he's like listen you need to protect yourself because papa poutine's gonna heckin off you or whatever and i really thought this was supposed to be like him being like archie thank you you're in or whatever um but then he like puts in like a sinister call womp womp veronica's like archie you can't know things about my dad like don't don't be his intern like don't do stuff he's a mobster and he's like i know she's like what (laughs) and he's like just don't tell me watch this complaint sooner (laughs) and he's like don't tell me like i don't need to know and it's because he doesn't know how to lie in front of adams so if he had known he'd have to have told adams or like adams would have been like um i can tell you're lying Right. And at that point, I was like, wait, is he wearing a wire? Because Mm. he's, like, panicking about her saying things in front of him. I'm like... It was very misleading. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, lastly, he's talking to Adams and Paul Boucher is dead in his hotel, which is Papa Poutine. Sad, sad, sad. And he's like, was it Hiram? Is he the one who did it? Like, do you know anything that could implicate Hiram in this? And Archie's like, what? Yeah, no, no, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally don't. don't I actually have to go. So I can't talk to you about this. Um, and then lastly, in this storyline, there's a gift for Veronica. It's the head. Finally, someone gets beheaded. Yeah. So I like the big plot twist that it was actually the lodges. Yeah. Because we just, we suspected last week that it was not going to be them anyway. Yeah. I mean, it ended up being like one of them, but he was working for the lodges. Yeah, exactly. And against so, the serpents. Yeah. Exactly. So I really like that. And I like that twist. And I like that they, it, it's a little, so this is in the next plot line, but obviously Betty and Juggy found the head. Yes. Yes. And then they gave it to FP. Yes. So who made the decision? Like, did Juggy and Ronnie at some point, or uh, Juggy and Betty at some point go, maybe we shouldn't send this to Veronica because she didn't have anything to do with it? Like, did they not think, "Don't please don't send a head to our friends and address it to her father instead? Yeah, I'm thinking, like, maybe that's what FP was doing while, like, Bughead was getting busy or something. Yeah, like, poor Ronnie. Like, yeah, I feel like Betty and Jughead probably had nothing to do with that specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Is it time for the final storyline? It's the final storyline. We're going to have to cut that out for copyright reasons. Just because I'm singing it. Nuh-uh. All right. Hello, welcome to the final storyline. Oh my god, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having We're me. We're gonna talk fan. about the serpents. So Keller okay. is at their trailer again, and they're like, um, we literally don't have it. Can you stop harassing us? And he's like, Well, you wrote that garbage article. And he's <laughs> like, Well, now I'll write another article about how you care more about the vandal than the black hood. Blah. So clearly Jughead also thinks that they that the black hood was the wrong guy. I'm waiting okay, to hear more about the actual black notice- hood. Why did they not establish that? They've kind of forgotten the Black Hood storyline. Yeah. Like, and then Jughead's like, well, you care about the actual Black Hood. And I'm like, where, where did this come from narratively? Yeah, like, shouldn't Keller then be like, what? We caught the Black Hood. What are you talking about? Yeah. But he doesn't say anything. No, it's weird. Should, but he's like... He say something? And then FB's like, lol, good one. The one time FB has ever been proud of Jughead. Yeah. <laughs> Jughead and Betty are called to Weatherby's office... And I feel good because I kind of, like, called this last episode when I said Jughead's not the only person to blame here. Mm-hmm. Betty also is the one who ran the actual thing in the newspaper. But, yeah, Hiram might be suing the blue and gold. It's like, hello, I'm Hiram Lodge, a grown man, and I'm going to sue a school newspaper. I don't think Hiram ever actually left high school. <laughs> He's like, I also love wrestling. And I will come to the wrestling tryouts and watch the wrestling. They're suspended from the blue and gold. And he's like, so pack your things. And I'm like, well, bad news, Weatherby. You have no blue and gold now. Who else works here? Yeah, literally. And Betty already stole one of the computers. So they're down everything. Anyway. Girl, that was the register, not the blue and gold. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, Too many newspapers <laughs> that no one reads. But also, I am remembering that one dude who like delivered the mail from like that Black Hood gave to Betty or whatever. And I'm like, where's that guy? I want to know his story. Yeah, but that's because you care about very relevant characters. Well, I just want to give a shout out to Hawkeye. Who was there in the bar today? He was there. I do like him. Sometimes I get Hawkeye mixed up with Tall Guy because they sound the same. Tall Boy. 
See, mm. that's why I'm just yeah, not yeah, very yeah, bright. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Jughead's like, bro, sorry I like pulled you into this. That sucks. And um, she's like, well, maybe you did do the statue because you're trying to like help out Tony or whatever. He's like, what? And she's like, you know, because you and Tony are like close friends or whatever. And he's like, did you hurt yourself with that read? <laughs> the moment where he's just like, and then she gave me a tattoo. Am I wrong? I was literally like, um, I don't need to know, bud. No, they made that deliberately ambiguous, right? Like, they had to have. They had to have. She gave me pregnant paws. A tattoo. I was like, no, blowy. I was like, okay, so is your tattoo a temporary tattoo or did she have a tattoo gun on her when Harry Styles was singing? Yeah. Um, is she a licensed tattoo artist? Because <laughs> I feel like no. She's 16. I would 16. love to have my next tattoo by her. Um, 16-year-olds can do anything yeah. on this show. You're right, so you're right, you're right. They can even run giant corporations. Yeah. What were you going to say, Sam? I just, like, felt like I was missing something when they were talking about that. And I was like, y'all kissed once. Yeah. It w- what? It wasn't that deep. And she likes girls. Yeah, she stayed like, overnight. They, like, faked us out. And I have more thoughts on that once they, like, potentially are faking us out again. But I don't know if they are. But he's like, anyway, uh, yeah, since you brought it up and since we're talking about it, um, did you also get a tattoo, tattoo? From, <laughs> from anybody? <laughs> and Betty goes, oh. what? No, huh? No? And I'm like, girl. Okay, she so a tattoo. why do you guys think she lied? Because um, um, she's a chicken. But we've seen that Betty is not. She's a very brazen person. To make herself look better in front of him. Because she wants the upper hand? Because she wants the upper hand and also so that, like, if if she said, oh, I kissed Archie once, I feel like Doug would be like, oh, we're on the same field, bud. Yeah. No, I want, I think she didn't tell him because she thinks that Jughead would react badly to finding that out. Right, right, right. But I mean, they're broken up anyway. Are they anymore, though? Well, no. Just at the time, break. though. <laughs> they were on a break. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Keller shows up to their trailer again. Uh, FP is at Pops doing his job. And he's like, yeah, here's an eviction notice. It, you know, it's from the mayor. And it's like, clearly, it's like, Keller, just because she's your girlfriend doesn't mean you have to do everything she says when she's doing bad things. Also, I'd like to point out that cops don't deliver eviction notices unless <laughs> yeah, they like, don't. there's criminal activity going on, which they don't have any proof of. So all of this is a severe abuse of power. More Keller, and please. And you can't get a k- kick out every person unless every person is late on their rent. Yeah. Like, exactly. I yeah. really doubt that FP and Jughead are behind on their rent because FP has a steady job now. Exactly. Yeah. So what's the truth? And like, if it, who did they say owns it? Does the city own it? Yeah, I believe yeah. he said that, yeah. Okay, so there's, like, city officials for this. Yeah. And also, like, that just really... I was interested in Mayor McCoy before. Like, I think she's a cool character. Mm-hmm. But, like, this makes her, like, really garbagey, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, she's done a few shady things, obviously. But, like, this is a final straw for me of her being, like, too shady. Mm-hmm. It's deliberate classism, which, like, this show is exploring, of course. But it's just kind of, like... It's deliberate classism, but no one's really talking about, like, the real-world implications of it, I guess? Right. I don't know. Something about it feels like it's just scratching the surface of the issue without really addressing it. But I couldn't tell you why at this point. Mm -hmm. But he's like, you have 14 days. Bye! 
Good luck or whatever. So they're at the white worm and FP's like, okay, guys, like, I know this sucks, but like, I do have to ask, does, has anybody stole the heckin' head? Anybody? <laughs> and they're like, no, no, dad, it wasn't us. And then tall boy shows up and goes, ask Jughead. If Jughead had done it, FP would know. <laughs> and tall boy and Jughead's basically like, dude, what the heck? Get off my back, <laughs> man. Yo, but I kind of get tall boy's point. I did not realize he was actually tall until this episode. No, also, neither did I. They did not. He's almost always sitting. They did not, like, shoot him that way at all. Like. No. Like, they should have been shooting him like Hagrid. Yeah, and, like, he still doesn't look that tall, even in this episode. But that really goes to his personality. There was something, there was nothing remarkable about his personality. So they were like, oh, I guess you're kind of tall, I guess. I can name a person in that room who's taller than tall boy. Is it Sweet Pea? His name is Sweet Pea. <laughs> and he's taller than Tall Boy. And he's like, you're the tallest in the room. And I'm like, that's why they have Sweet Pea two s- steps down from him. Because otherwise he'd be like, you're the tallest person in the room. Oh, oh, oops, Yo, never mind. That's a really dumb argument. You're going to need a ladder no matter yeah. what. <laughs> that's a stupid argument. But I want to I point something out, though. Okay. I feel like I actually super understand Tall Boy. Okay. Because it goes, it goes to the issue we were talking about earlier. Tall boy is one of the same people going, why is a teenager in charge? True. Mm, true, true. And he, the, his methods are not good. And I don't agree with tall boy in any way, but I kind of get his point. Right. And me thinking that it was like, at first I was like, um, sweet piece taller than him. What the heck? And then afterward, he's like, goes to the junkyard and he's like, was this man tall? And he was like, yep. And I was like, <gasps> I hope it's not sweet pea. <laughs> but it wasn't. It wasn't the red hair. Sweet pea. You think far too much about Sweet Pea. He's very important. He didn't do much this episode, but he did support his friend. How much of your day do you devote to think about Sweet Pea? Um, anytime I'm on Tumblr, because I also follow a lot of people who also love Sweet Pea on Tumblr. That's pure content. Yeah. Robin so. has a Sweet Pea addiction. Get it? Get it? Important. Get it? Do you get it? Um, Ow. Do you get it? Laugh at my joke. I don't get it, though. Sweet Pea's a food. Oh. I thought Sweet Pea was a flower. I was thinking Isn't of the Bath and Body food? body spray. Ah! All of us thinking of a different thing. Sweet <laughs> pea. I don't like peas. Peas are gross. How dare. Yeah, They're sweet gross. peas of flower. Aw, look just like him. They're pink. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's Guys, do you think he has a tattoo of a sweet pea? <gasps> like a fla- the flower? Wait, are you telling me that sweet peas are not also a food? Sweet peas. I mean, well, yeah, there are also peas pictures. Are. There are also pictures like, of peas you in never here, have- but not very much. Okay. So my joke worked, you guys are just garbage friends. You never have just one pea. The perfume from Bath and Body Works also comes up in the image search of Sweet Pea. So congrats. <laughs> Let's see how far down I can get before I see Jordan Connor's face. Mm-hmm. Or actual peas. An hour later. I saw some I saw some actual she peas in here pretty quick. Oh. I found him! I had to go to the second <laughs> page, but there he is. Yay! I knew it would work. That was fun. Okay, let's keep continue. <laughs> So proud of you, little one. I had a good time. Um, So Jughead has gone to yell at Mayor McCoy, and he's like, you know it wasn't the serpents. Stop sending Keller to annoy us. And she's like, well, <laughs> the governor called, and he's mad at me. And he's like, okay, well, somebody's got to be, like, heckin' bribing you or something. And I she's feel like, like it checks out that the governor's racist, too. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, back down, Jughead. And that's the whole, that's the whole scene. That's it. It's a great... 
I like the scene for a couple reasons. I am still uncomfortable with the fact that this teenage white dude is representing like a classism issue. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it's weird. I think that like everyone dismissing what they did last episode with Tony and the march, like it all just kind of disappeared. Yeah. And so now we're left again with Jughead taking up the mantle. So he learned nothing. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't even bring Tony with him. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. So Jughead and Betty are at Pops. He's basically saying, yeah, sorry I pushed you away before, but actually I need your help. And she's like, listen, this eviction thing is like super illegal. Like, what the heck? And Mm -hmm. they say, hey, if we find the statue's head, that might stop the eviction or whatever. Mm -hmm. Penny's back. How do we feel about this? I told you, by the way. Yeah, I'm so glad she's back. I, I, I mean, Penny's terrible but i really like her character i think she's really interesting exactly she is she's very interesting Tallboy brought her back and she's like hey i broke the law a little bit or wait did she break the law no she didn't uh but well she used the serpents for drug reasons right but that's not like one of the laws right i don't think you're right so jughead did actually break one of the laws by heckin yes hurting another serpent or whatever sliced her arm and left her in a ditch Like, what a jerk. And so she's like, I'll help you guys. Like, I can stall your eviction by, like, literal years and it'll be chill. But here's the thing. Goodbye, Jughead. I'm going to take off his tattoo. I'll do it myself and it'll be gross. (laughs) I don't think FP can accept that full deal. No. No. You can't have your kids, like, isn't Juggie's tattoo on his neck? No, Sweet Peas is on his neck. Juggies is on his shoulder. Oh, right. Okay. Well, then I'm less concerned. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine if she was just like, yeah, oops, I killed you. Nobody well, heard him. That's what I was concerned he's, about. He's, he's fragile. That's what I was concerned about. Yeah. Guys, anytime we bring up serpent tattoos, I just I just want to know where Alice's is. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And you know how I want it revealed? Uh, when she's in bed with FP. Yes, exactly. Robin's doing jumping jacks. Ah. When, like when FP takes her shirt off or something. Right, right, and it's right, on her right. shoulder because that's where I wanted to be. Robin, acceptable or not? I would love that. Thank you so much. I think that'd be perfect to be a great reveal. Yes, please. And it would be <laughs> like symbolic too. It would be symbolic of like the shedding of the north side, also shedding of the skin because it's a snake symbol. Get it? Yes. <gasps> oh my God, I love it. Yes, please. Okay, so there's going to be a vote uh, against or for Jughead. We'll see. And shout out to Skeet in this episode. He like was nearly crying during the scene and I was sad because he's just disappointed in his heckin' son. He's just like, are you serious? You say you want to come into the serpents and you want to like have honor and have a group and then you go do this? I mean, I feel like we're all disappointed and we were rooting for you. We (laughs) We were all rooting for you. I just, he can't get anything right and it's it's disappointing, but it's not surprising. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, I get Jughead's point where he's just like, yeah, well, um, you hide it, you hid a kid's body or whatever. And FP gets really mad. And it's, like, almost it's, like, he did it for you, though, like, to protect his family. Yeah. Like, what were you, like, maybe Jughead was thinking that he was, like, protecting his family by hurting Penny, but, like, not really. You can't just but take Jughead, things into your own hands when you're a 16-year-old. What if he, what has he act- ever actually done to, like, protect anyone, ever? Has he done anything, like, self-sacrificing and noble? I mean, I think that's what he was calling, like, breaking up with Betty, but... Ugh. Yeah. But that's, like, that's not even self-sacrificing. That's just, like, being a whiny baby. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think Betty didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. FP is, like, really sad because it's, like, wow, things are gonna go to garbage and it's not even gonna be somebody's fault who we expected. It's gonna be yours. 
and that sucks. But but Jughead's like, um, they're using me as a scapegoat. I'm a scapegoat. And, he's and I was like, like, wow, you know words that big? Why are you? He didn't use the word scapegoat. I did. <laughs> what what word did he use? Robin, you know words that big? Yeah, I went to English in high school, Brittany. Huh. No, oh, okay. Um, and so he's like, what, you think you're a hero? Blah, you'll be the death of the South Side or whatever. And Jughead's like, I'm an angry person. I'm going to throw my hat to the ground. I can't believe the hat. The hat, guys. Not the beanie. I don't have anything to say about Jughead other than I'm irritated by him. Yeah, yeah. Constantly. So after the party and everything, Jughead is not at the buffet. And he's like, okay, here's the secret. This is the exposition of what's been happening. And Betty's like, what? He's like, all of my decisions are bad. And she's like, I mean, yeah, but (laughs) yikes. So then she gets a phone call and they go to the junkyard and they found that. I think it's ridiculous that Veronica's like, I want to invite you all to my party. Yay, we're having fun. And they're like, we have to go. We're going (laughs) to sort through garbage. We're going now. Goodbye. And so it was in an old fridge. And so he's like, oh, do you know, like, who's the one who left it? And they're like, yeah, yeah, some some new guy or whatever. Was he tall? And I'm like, a lot of people are tall, Jughead. Oh, my God. You can't just say, was he tall? You know what? Sometimes thoughts are hard. <laughs> was he tall? That's the only descriptor he could think of, okay? It's like, it's in his name. He like, could have been like, tall? did he have Is long he a boy? hair? Did he have a beard as well? No, but he just just said, is he tall? Is he a boy? (laughs) Must be tall boy. (laughs) (laughs) That's the guy we're looking for. Excellent detecting. They go to the white worm and they have like the head and (laughs) it's this whole thing. And he's like, stop the vote. It was tall boy. (laughs) Why did you do this tall boy? And he's like, why is Betty here? Because she's one of us. I'm like, in what realm? I'm like, Uh, since when? Well, because she's stripped on a pole. Duh. I mean, she did the serpent dance, but then Jughead was like, no, stay fu- as far away from this as you possibly can. Like, I'm pretty sure there's more to the initiation than the serpent dance. Yeah. I mean, for women, maybe it's not because the serpents are garbage sometimes. Yeah, like dudes have to get beat up or whatever. And I don't know. And you, women just have just, to get naked. Yeah. yeah. So Tallboy's basically saying, well, FP is not good enough anymore and Jughead's not good enough. And it turns out it was Hiram behind the whole thing. And we brought in Penny and we were trying to get rid of all the Joneses. And they're like, you broke the law. Exile him. All in favor. And like Sweepy's like, me. And I'm like, thank you for your support, bud. Say some more things next time. Yeah. Like he needs more lines. I want a more Sweepy. Yeah, me too. Also, valid. there's this huge, huge thing on the tumblers that I follow because I follow Sweet Pea tumblers where everybody ships Sweet Pea and Veronica. It's called Sweet V. Yeah. And it's like a Sweet whole thing. V. People have made fan videos. It's kind of crazy. Okay. But I'm like almost right. into it. Okay. It doesn't really matter. But so they go to the trailer, Bughead. And they're saying, ah, heckin' Hiram, he, he's the worst. Uh, anyway, we should ask Veronica about it tomorrow. And he's like, yeah, I mean, we, we still have to save, like, the trailer park. And I'm on probation from the, the serpents. And so they decide to, to get back together. And um, Jughead's like, I'm going to apologize forever. And he uses, like, the phrase, like, the darkness in me or whatever. So at least Jughead knows that's a stupid thing to say. I mean, everything that Jughead <laughs> says is a stupid thing to say. And she's like, okay, well, um, bye. And he's like, or not by bye i'm like where's fp (laughs) how do you feel about this scene how do i feel oh yeah Yeah. i guess this is the end yeah honestly like from a sexual jughead perspective yeah all right so last time they did this 
I was really upset. And then they faked us out. And like beginning of the next episode, they were just like, oh, I like girls. We didn't do anything, lol. It doesn't feel like if they're doing this again, then like, frick you guys. Why are you doing this? Like it, it, maybe mm-hmm. it was like the, fir- the first time was like, ha ha, like, you know, we're here. But this time like just feels malicious if they're doing this. And if not, then like at least they picked a side and like their side is J- Jughead's not comic Jughead. Sam recently bought me a comic that was like the first like new Jughead and it had like the part where they like explicitly say he's ace and it's like amazing and like I love it so much and I finished it uh last night and Jughead is like so far from this Jughead like the Jughead in the comics like literally if a girl hugs him he's like ew (laughs) he's like please get off of me like he'll go to pops and like he'll do something nice for Betty and Betty will try and kiss him on the cheek and he's like get away from me (laughs) so I mean, I know that they're taking liberties with, like, their new characters or whatever, but, like, if you have a character who's already representation, why take him away? I don't care if a hot guy's playing him. That's even better. Just showing that, like, you know, a lot of people would say, like, okay, well, asexual people are are all ugly and, like, they just can't get laid and that's why they're asexual, which Mm -hmm. isn't true. And by making Cole Sprouse certified hot guy ace... That would be great for for even more representation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as long as, like, whatever. They picked a side, Jughead's all over that. That's fine. I would take demisexual, which means that it's, like, you're asexual for most of your life until you, like, meet someone who you have a really, like, big connection with, and then you feel sexual attraction. Mm-hmm. Don't know. I could be that. Wouldn't know. But um, that could be it, too. But the problem is that nobody's going to... Like, you can't label him as that until he says it out loud now. Yep. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're going to say, well, actually, I, I think Jughead's asexual. And, like, you know what? That's fair. Like, people who are asexual, they have sex. They do all this stuff. They just don't feel attraction. And that's what the, the definition is. Mm-hmm. And so, if he says, if, if he's asexual, he still could be. Realistically, in real life, he could be. But because he's yeah. a fictional character, and if you say to people okay, well, Jughead's asexual. Like, that's what he is. Or, like, Jughead's demisexual. People will be like, well, here's all the evidence as to saying he's not. So he's got to say it out explicitly. He's got to say it out loud. And, like, I'm just kind of losing hope at this point. But also, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get rid of my segment. Because when we did this on The 100 and the character that I was really hoping for, asexual Monty, and, you know, that ended up not being a thing, and I just put it away. But because Jughead is... S- supposed to supposed be asexual to be. canonically. He's supposed yeah. to be. I'm going to keep my segment. I'm going to keep hoping for it, even though I'm like, you know, I'm almost given up at this point, but I'm going to keep bringing it up because I think it's important to talk about and it's important to... It is. To to be there for, for people. <sighs> Gotta take a drink now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's important because like we've definitely had feedback that like Robin shouldn't be able to be upset about these things, which I think is nuts. Yeah, I wasn't cool. <laughs> um... I think it's absolutely nuts that Robin shouldn't be allowed to have an opinion on something that she literally is. Yeah. (laughs) I lived Um, through this. It's literally her life. And this is supposed to be her, you know, I think there's only like two ace characters on TV. Yeah. I think there's like one on Shadowhunters right now. Yeah. I don't watch Shadowhunters, so I don't know. Um, and then they're supposed to be Jughead yeah. and it's not Jughead and the writers know that it's supposed to be that way. And so every time they put Jughead in a sexual situation, there is absolutely an undercurrent of this isn't right and this is a deliberate choice they're making. Yeah. And Robin, as someone who feels represented by Jughead, is allowed to be upset about it. 
Yeah, I mean, anyone who says that ace people can't have an opinion about characters' sexualities on television are obviously wrong, and you can, like, shut up right now. <laughs> um, and, like, this episode, it the way that they did it didn't feel like... Like, it didn't feel like they were doing it in a way that seemed like they had any sense of, like, the importantness of it. Like, the buildup was not there for, like, them to actually have sex. And, like, if this is a thing that they have been, like, toying with going back and forth, like, it seems like a really garbagey way to just, like, okay, well, let's just throw it in this episode. Like, it... But this is the fundamental problem with Riverdale, is it doesn't treat sexuality and sex with the weight that it should given the fact that it's a it's a target audience of teenagers and it's made up of a show that are supposed to be teenagers yeah i mean i'm just saying like i thought that jughead's asexuality in the comics was something that they were aware of and like towing the line with they are aware of it but like and they are like people have totally brought it up they've given interviews about it cole sprouse knows about cole it. sprouse is so like that- actively trying to make this happen So, like, that's what I'm saying with this episode is that it doesn't feel like there was enough story beforehand for them to, like, make this offhand decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like, to pick a side now. So, like, that's why I'm kind of, like, are they faking out again? Because, like, what are you doing? I don't think they are. And And if they are, that's kind of malicious. At this yeah, point, it's really are. shitty. I think they've just thrown this decision in and they're saying we're closing the book on this argument right now because we don't feel like exploring it. And like one of my like big dreams just for like my life is like people were not talking about transgender people. And then Laverne Cox came onto the scene and now like everybody knows about it. It's like a word that people know. It's something it, you make something mainstream and word spreads. And that's like. Honestly, like, my dream is to be the Laverne Cox of asexuality. I just want people to know about it. That's beautiful. Because there's still people out there who, like, don't know about it. And, like, I didn't know about it. And then and then it was just nice to have a word for yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I mean, for me, with being bi, I rarely... Like, I had canon characters as bi all the time. Right. Like, and I feel like that's fairly easy for me to do. Mm-hmm. Especially when characters don't verbally state their sexuality. But it's, like, hearing someone say their sexuality is, like, completely different Mm -hmm. and, like, really important. And, like, with me, like, Clark Griffin was the first one that I really connected with. Mm -hmm. And, like, the show doesn't really, like, live in a place where it would make sense that she's like, oh, hey, guys, I'm bi. Right. But it does... It does matter that the everyone who created the show and, like, writes for it is like, oh, yeah, Clark is obviously bi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they've said the word. And then, like, on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, they had Rosa. Rosa say the word. So it's like, it matters when they say these things. And it's so much easier for us to headcanon these things because in terms of, like, you know, rep, we have more rep than most people do. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking for rep for asexuality, um, for transgender characters, there's still not a lot of, like, trans characters out there. Mm-hmm. Um like just any any other type of person that exists in the world that mainstream media hasn't noticed, it gets hard to find those things. But the minute you put a character in the spotlight with good and positive representation by someone who respects that they and knows like that they represent more than who they are 
like it, that they're bigger than they are, you know, yeah. like Laverne who like absolutely knows who she is and knows what she represents, yeah. but at the same time is very much her own person. That could be like Jughead could be that character, except that one, you know, Cole is not Ace. Yeah. And two, that no one's interested in writing that. And I don't quite understand why, because I think asexuality would be fascinating to see because no one's done it. Yep. <laughs> Bring it in and also cast me. I am that sexuality. <laughs> I think if you really want to look at like exploring things, watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, watch One Day at a Time. These They have more diverse characters than Riverdale does. Yeah. But also like at Riverdale, do the damn thing. And like, yeah. at this point, they can't really take back the fact that he's not comic book Jughead. But like, they can take it back by saying like, you know, I, you know, I wasn't sure about it. I never really like, you know, he doesn't have to say it out loud because realistically, like, I didn't know that there was a word for what I wasn't feeling until I was 18. So like if Jughead's 16 and he doesn't know the word yet, he doesn't have to say the word. He he can literally just say like, I don't know, like I've I've never felt this way before uh, or like, you know, this isn't usually something I'm into or like whatever, anything, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, this would be so easy like, and interesting to do. And the fact that they're not doing it is just disappointing. Yeah. Would you guys like to do segments? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So my first segment is called Asexual Jughead? Question mark, question mark, question mark. And I'm going to go with yes, always yes. Stick to it. No matter what. Like, as long as he doesn't, like, start coming out and being like, I'm sexually attracted to people, <laughs> then I'm just going to keep <laughs> keep believing. Hold on to your head, Cannon. Yeah. I believe it. And my segment is, did Jughead eat a burger? Girl, I don't care. <laughs> At this point, whatever. <laughs> I'm sure he ate something at Veronica's party. No, he wasn't near the buffet, remember? Yeah, but like, didn't he like grab something? I don't know. I don't know. My next segment is called, did the snake parents acknowledge their obvious history? Um, like, no, but like, I'm still really feeling it from Hal, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus like, their kid did a lot of weird stuff in this episode. Yeah. Now it's time for our best line award. So my best line award goes to FP for- I'm talking about you cutting the head off the picking statue, stashing it at the dump where you were seen, dumbass. So start spilling! <laughs> Dumbass. FP should call people dumbass more. Sass level, 10 out of 10. Dude, that was hilarious. I love when he calls people boy. And when he says, boy. And when he says, dumbass. <laughs> it's kind of like red from that 70 show. Mm-hmm. Dumbass. Dumbass. So what we're learning here is that FP should sass everyone at least once an Please. episode. Yep. And my best line award goes to literally everyone who said the words Papa Poutine. Papa Poutine. Papa Poutine. Papa Poutine. <laughs> Just every time Papa Poutine was said. I can't believe there's a character that existed in the world that was named Papa Poutine. Shout out. I I kind of want it to be the Canadian Papa John's. Uh, oh my god, I would love that. Am I right, ladies? You're right. That sounds delicious. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and my favorite line is... Elizabeth, did you lock the front door? He didn't. <laughs> because it's just like so classically Alice to like- be like... Yeah. In the middle of cleaning up a murder, up. and she's like, "Babe, did you did you lock the front door, sweetie? Like, yeah, honey. did you do the thing when you came home at this late hour <laughs> for some random reason we don't understand?" Watch Alice be more upset about Betty losing her virginity than she is. Uh, true, killing a guy. Alice's Norma Bates cosplay has really come full circle here. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so into it. Um, now it's time for our trailer reaction. Three, two, one, play. 
dude. Who are you, dude? What's up with all the bleach blonde hair? Is that nails gotta be Penelope? Penelope. Penelope. I thought it was Alice. You both thought Penelope. Also, why is Hal back? Like, go away. Why is it Betty's job to hide the body? Oh no, she dropped her. At least Cheryl's in this episode. We saw exactly zero even glances of her. Um, Chick is looking creepier and creepier. He goes from like scared to like evil again, and she's like, "Boy, pick one." Do you think he's gonna die? Oh, I hope not. Because nah. he doesn't seem like a long-term character, so either they're going to San Junipero him, or he's going to die. Hmm. Well, no. he still is around, as far as we know. Yeah. So Hal knows about the murder. How? I don't know. <clears throat> Thank you so much for listening. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. If you're a fan of The 100, we like to talk about that show, too. We covered season four, and sometime in the next 50 years, we'll cover season five. <laughs> and if you're a fan of Lost, we like to talk about that show, too. It is the the my pride and joy, the best thing I've ever made in my life. Watch Lost. Like, I don't know what what else I can say at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow The Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Redbubble, and soon YouTube. Follow me on Twitter and I'll do the same. And our Patreon is patreon.com slash theafficionados. If you like what we do here, please consider donating. Uh, it takes a lot of money to run three podcasts. No one expected <laughs> this. Um, but yeah, so if you have anything to spare, we would really, really appreciate it. It's just a monthly donation um, and it's like super easy. So even if it's just $1, we appreciate you. Truly. Thank you. You can follow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And you can follow me at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. Oh my god, you messed up your own outro. And my name is Robin and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. Sam, Sam, where can we find you? I'm on Twitter at, at Sam Casey's. That's S-A-M-C-A-S-E-Y-S. And this is our final episode for now with Sam. Because she's going home. Shucks. Sadness. (laughs) That is sad. You guys should have me on for the 100. Just saying. What, 100 years from now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, when it comes back in five years, because we've been through one year of the hiatus. Or 2,199 days. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Our next episode is 213, The Telltale Heart. So The Telltale Heart is a short story by Edgar Allan Poe. I'm going to try and find the actual plot here. It is relayed by an unnamed narrator who endeavors to convince the reader of his sanity while simultaneously describing a murder he committed. The victim was an old man with a filmy vulture eye, as the narrator calls it. The narrator emphasizes the careful calculation of the murder, and he hides the body by dismembering it in the bathtub and hiding it under the floorboards. Ultimately, the narrator's feelings of guilt or mental disturbance result in him hearing a thumping sound, which he interprets as the dead man's beating heart. So this is obviously about... um Alice and Chick and Betty hiding that body. Yeah, for sure. Chick's gonna be weirdly fine about it. Oh, oh yeah, you think so? Yeah. Oh, well, let's, I don't know. His creepy look afterwards tells me yes. Mm. His panicked look while Alice is doing all his freaking dirty work it tells me that it's gonna mess with his head. Yeah. Right. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, okay love, love you. Bye. bye. bye.